you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, one of the most favorite in the Old Testament, Isaiah. He had an experience with God. Amazing. It would probably shock you this week if you ask some people what has been or what is your most memorable experience with the Lord. You might be shocked when they might say to you, what do you mean? God is real. Amen? And you can't hide Him. You might try to snuff Him out, but you can't hide Him. <clears throat> this last evening, it's just uh, raining. I talked to one of my pastor friends in Ohio. He said, we got seven inches on the ground of snow. It is pouring snow now, and we're looking for eight more on top of that. He said, How, what is it down there? I said, it's in the 40s. I didn't want to say we're about to freeze. Because <laughs> he'd probably say, you don't have a clue. Isaiah chapter 40. I did say Isaiah. Isaiah 40. You've heard this before, you have read this before, but let's read it again. Beginning with verse 28, Isaiah 40, beginning with verse 28. Isaiah, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, said, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, that ought to be underlined, the everlasting God. There is not another God. There is not another people that can say that about their God except us who name the name of Jesus. Everlasting God. The Lord. Notice the Lord is all caps. If it's not, then fix it in your Bible. The Creator, starting with a capital letter, of the ends of the earth fainteth not, neither is weary. Is there, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But listen to this, but we, anybody that waits upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God, have mercy upon our souls. Speak to our hearts as you spoke to Isaiah to the point that we'd say, Here I am, Lord. Send me in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Keep your Bibles open there. I want to share with you a, a one, a, another translation of Isaiah 40, 31. You can look at your translation. It might be the same translation that I'm fixing to read to you. But you look on in your Bible as I read a different translation. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, shall change and renew their strength and their power. They shall lift up their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. 
they shall walk and not faint or become tired. Tired. We all get tired. Over the last two weeks, my patience has been tried and I've gotten tired of sitting in doctor's offices. But I thought about this. I could have been in Africa where there's very few that know what's happening, where the clinics are not clean, where the hospitals are overflowing with disease. But I waited on my appointment. My appointment came and my appointment went and I kept sitting. I'd done look through every magazine. His old boy said he didn't want to read nothing. I was just looking for pictures. Done run slap out. I went one morning, I carried four different magazines and put in their office. Just laid them on the table. No, I didn't ask them. I just walked in, laid them down, and sat down. I'd done look through them, so I didn't have to look through them. But waiting. You know what I thought about? I think sometimes my waiting gear, the clutch is slipping. You got a waiting gear? We all got to have it. All of us need a waiting gear because there's not a person in here right now that has never waited on somebody or something. We're all waiting. How is our waiting gear? Don't you think about it. How is our waiting gear? Have you checked the dope in it lately? <laughs> I'm talking about the 90 weight stuff. The automatic transmission fluid. They say, what is that? You will know when it quits pulling what that is. It's amazing. From the engine to the rear wheels is connected by fluid power. If it's an automatic. We like automatics. We just pull it down there and mash it. <laughs> Unless it's in nothing. <laughs> if it's in nothing, you're not going anywhere. The boy looked at that thing the first time he saw it. He said, that must be race. So he stuck it in R and gunned it. Uh-oh, he said, that was not race. <laughs> well, he dropped it down in drag and it began to work good. But we sometimes, we find ourselves in nothing. We're sitting there and we're waiting. I love to hear the roar of a good V8 engine. Now, don't get the wrong impression here, young'un. I do. I love to hear the roar. I love to go to a dirt racetrack where they're turning it on, and I'm talking far coming out the exhaust pipes. I just love that sound. Bought a truck one time, had a V8 engine with drag pipes on it. <laughs> this was a long time ago now, a long time ago. And sometime I'd pull up in the yard, and I'd open the door and gunner. Whoom! And just listen to it come to an idle, click, 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 click. Wow, I don't know why I got rid of that thing. If nothing else, I should have just recorded it. Where I could just cut it on every once in a while, remember. But a lot of times we're sitting in nothing. We don't understand, why am I in the nothing gear? I mean, I'm ready to go, but here I sit. I walked out of an appointment one time. I won't tell you where or who. But I had done sit there till my sitter was tired of sitting. 
And I waited, and I probably waited 30 to 45 minutes, and I said, this is ridiculous. I got up and walked out unannounced. Now, can't you see him coming out looking for me? Is he under there? Maybe he's in the restroom. No, he's not. I don't worry you. I never went back because my nothing gear was done slipped out. So I asked you again, how is your waiting gear? Sometimes we hear people grind the gears and we think, why don't they push the clutch down and wait? Sometimes we're in that mode. We as Christians, we're in that grinding mode. We, we, we're not going anywhere. We're just grinding. And we're not getting any results from it. But when we're in that gear, we need to endure what God has given us. Enduring is not easy. Enduring, expecting something. Expecting God to come through, and He will. You know why? In that, in that gear, because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And the Bible says that we can renew our strength. We can renew our courage. We can renew our waiting gear. I wanted us to think about some privileges of being on God's waiting list. I'd rather be on his waiting list than anybody's waiting list. <laughs> Because in this human realm that we live, sometimes we may be forgotten. You know, like in a restaurant, you go and you sit down, and you expect somebody to show up in a little bit and say, can I take your drink order? Well, you've done been sitting there 15 minutes, and you're steaming. So you want to be a smart aleck. So the waitress comes over and says, may I take your drink order? And you say, sure, you can. She waits and you wait to see what she's going to say next because you ain't said nothing. She says, I'm waiting. And then you say, as a smart aleck, well, I've been waiting too. You're not supposed to do it that way. God wouldn't be happy with that, would he? Privileges of being on the Lord's waiting list. Listen, it'll renew our strength, first of all. That's what the book says. I didn't say that. That's what the book says in, in verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Hey, I need physical strength. That's a known fact. I need spiritual strength. It's a known fact. I want to hear a fresh word from God. I don't need your opinion. You don't need my opinion. We need an opinion of God Almighty from His Holy Word. That's where we need this to come from to renew our strength. So many times we get these things in the mail. This is your last notice and we will not send you any more magazines. You've got to renew. And we'll look to see what it's going to cost to renew. And it'll show us. But in the Lord, He doesn't show what it's going to cost to renew our faith. But He's promised to be there for us. He says, again, they that wait, you know what waiting means? To bind together. We're waiting. Right now, we're waiting, okay? We're waiting on finances. We're waiting on the committee to bring us as a church family something to look at, something to talk about, something to vote on. We're waiting. We, are, we need to bind ourselves together. It also means to collect. 
We're collecting our thoughts. We're collecting those things that, that bombard our hearts and our minds to the point that our clutch is slipping. And we wonder how long we can hang on. Bind together, collect. Look patiently far. You know what Jesus said to his disciples? I'm looking for one word here, and I want somebody to say it, and I want you to say it out loud. When Jesus was going into the garden, he left some of his disciples in one of the spots, and he said what? Watch. That's not the word I'm looking for. Come on. Wait. That's not the word I'm looking for, but it's good. Huh? No. Yes and no. Starts with a T. Tarry. You know what it said? Tarry ye here. Went to town many times with my mama. I didn't like it, but I didn't have a choice. I can take you right now where Gallant Belts was, right on the square in Anderson. And you were first walked in, it was a bench there. And she said, now you, you sit right here. Oh, well, don't you move. I'd look to see when she's going to get out of sight. And I knew my get up and go was going to move. I'm sorry. I was going to move. I was not going to tarry. But you always keep a lookout. Listen, you always keep a lookout for Mama Cole. When she come around the corner, you better be in that bench. Sometimes God said, I want you to tarry right here. And we think he turns his back and walks away. He knows if you move, if I move out of the spot in which he has put us. And I want to tell you the best place for any Christian to be today, regardless of what's going on, is to be in the spot that God puts you. Wow, I'm glad I'm in the spot where he put me. I have no fear, okay? I'll tarry here. He said to tarry here. Wait on me. Well, I'm waiting. I want a fresh word, and I'm waiting. And, and when that comes, that verse says, Wait upon the Lord. Shall renew. The word renew there means to grow up. Don't you dislike a whining Christian? Well, I wish they wouldn't do like they do. I'm so sick of it. I don't know what I'm going to do, preacher. Well, the best thing you can do, first of all, is quit whining. You turn my nerves up. The whining gets you nowhere. It's like a rocker. It'll give you something to do, but it'll not get you anywhere. Whining. What's the Bible say? Fret not. Quit your whining. Speak up where I can hear you and don't whine. It, the word renew means to grow up and be refreshed in the word of God. They, they, that's us, y'all, that wait upon the Lord shall renew our strength. The word strength means to renew our force. It means to renew our capacity. Renew our ability and renew our power that all of that comes from God. Our strength, 
our abilities, our power. It all comes from God. We need to get a fresh look at Jesus hanging on the cross. He said, I died once and I died for all. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. He said, it is finished. There's nothing you can do to add to it and we better not add to it and we certainly better not take anything away. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We wait through faith. Waiting builds hope. Waiting builds endurance, strength. Faith to wait fails not. Secondly, not only if we wait on the Lord, He's going to renew our strength. But the second thing, uh, it says we're going to mount up with wings like eagles. I love to fly. I love to watch a, a big bird, just no flapping, just sailing on the wind, on the currents that God has given them. I experienced that one time in Virginia. We saw planes flying with no motors. So what kind of deal is that? Must be a drone. Must be a, must be a uh, remote control. And we kept a looking and we kept a, a watching and the thing went out of sight. We wiggled, wobbled around, come up on a sign that says no trespassing. We looked around. I said, let's go on out there and see what's going on. We drove out there. Yeah, we drove past it, no trespassing sign. Got out there, got out right quick, made our presence known, said, hey, if it's okay, we wanted to see what's going on. Y'all are welcome. Come on over. It was gliders. I watched them dig off, being pulled by a little bitty aeroplane. And we watched them land. And we got to talking to people who had rode and who fly them. And they said, hey, we have left Virginia and went all up into Pennsylvania and back without a engine power. Said some of them have flown down as far as Atlanta, Georgia, and back, riding on the wind. I'm thinking, man. I said, what's this cost? Said it costs thirty-five dollars. I said, sign me up. I want to see what that feels like. I did. I signed up and I took off. And I was the one that got to pull the rope to disconnect us from the little bitty cub aeroplane that was straining its little guts out to get up there. About 1,500 feet up, we pulled a cord, and here we went. Of course, there was an experienced pilot on board, okay? Praise God. Just me and him. And we flew around probably for 30 minutes. He said, well, get your eyes full. We're fixing to head back to land. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I don't know what that's going to be. It was a dirt airstrip. Set that thing down, slick as a button. Felt like a bird. All you could hear was the wind. We shall mount up like eagles, with wings like eagles, to fly and to soar wherever God leads us. Listen, if you choose, if you choose what the Scripture says, shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings uh, uh, like eagles. Mount up. With wings like he, it means to arise. It means to increase our faith. It means to soar in places where you would never even dream of going. If you choose to soar like an eagle, you choose to go on your own. You ever seen a flock of eagles? I never have. I have you. Hey, hello. Those they're by the south. 
I don't need anybody but God, okay? I love y'all, and I, I want you, and I do need you. But the bottom line, basically, if I am by myself, I know I have the Lord if nobody else, okay? If I'm the only one that's soaring, I'm, and I'm where I'm supposed to be, I don't have to worry that I am in the right position. I am in the right pattern. I am in the right place. You've been on airplanes, some of you, and you, uh, you hear, the, hear the pilot say, look, we can't land right now, so we're just going to circle, okay? In a circling pattern, here we are, we just, what enters your mind? I wonder if they got enough fuel to get this thing around, you know. And we wait, and we wait, and we wait, and I'm thinking, man, a lie. We flew from here to Africa, one, one of the flights was like 10, 10 and a half hours, I'm thinking, wow, this thing must have a lot of fuel to fly that far. And I reflect back in the old days when you could push the clutch down and knock it in neutral and coast. How many of you done that? Quickly, you've done it. Hey, you've done that. Why'd you do it? Save gasoline. And I'm thinking that aeroplane up there can't kick it in neutral and save fuel, you know. He better keep the thing going so we can soar and get to where we're supposed to go. Listen, don't you ever worry about running out of fuel from the Holy Spirit of God if you're sailing with him. He's promised to go with us. So we see there in that verse that he's going to renew our strength. He's going to allow us to mount up with wings like eagles. But the third thing, if we wait upon the Lord, look at the scripture there. Shall run and not be weary. Boy, I don't like to be weary, do you? I don't like to be weary. I tell you what weariness will do. It'll cause you to be exhausted. It'll cause you to be wore slap out. The devil wants us to be weary. Weary over maybe a loved one that we can't do anything for but sit with. We can't give them the strength they need. All we can do is be there to encourage them. But the devil will see to it that we become weary and we throw up our hands and say, I can't go another step. Because we're trying to walk on our own. We're trying to do it all by ourselves. We can't do it all by ourselves. We've got to depend on the Lord. That word weary means exhausted, tired, ready to give up. And that's where the devil wants all Christians to get. We want to get them. He wants to get us weary and wants us to get to the point that we give up and quit before we reach the runway. You know what happens if we quit? We crash. We can't be weary. We get tired, Yes. But we can't allow the devil to allow us to uh, be weary. Running is a, is a time of easy progress. Uh, running is a, a time of growth uh, in the church. Running is a time when everybody joins in on the prosperous, uh, prospering of God in a church family. Let me give you the last thing. We, as we look at these, this verse 31, they that wait upon the Lord. What's your Bible say? Shall walk and not faint. You ever fainted? I have. Didn't remember a thing. Didn't remember anything. I was all by myself. Don't know how long I laid there. My back was such horrible pain. I mean, I, 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 just, I failed. Crash right through a glass door. Glass went everywhere. There I lay. Now, 
I don't know how long I laid there, but I dreamed somebody was calling me. And when I moved, there went the pain again in my back because I thought somebody was calling me. Fainting. Hey, when we faint, we become useless. We become all but dead. I mean, we're unconscious. We're not good to anybody. And everybody's trying to do something for the one who has fainted. But what does it say there? Shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. In other words, not fall by the wayside. Many Christians, in their walk with the Lord, things get so tough, they quit. They fall by the wayside. God's not interested in you falling by the wayside or me. He's not interested in us quitting. Well, if they don't care no more about me than that, I'm just going to quit. You know what that simply means? You're going to pass out. You are going to pass out. A true child of God will stand fast and endure that which comes his way. And the more that comes, the more God will give us the endurance, power, strength to get through that which we are experiencing. Notice that verse talks about running. Verse 31 talks about running. Talks about walking. But not a thing about stopping. Not a thing about stopping. Sometimes we quit on God. Some folk have quit coming here. They quit. Some of them are going elsewhere. Some of them are not going anywhere. Some folk have quit tithing. If you don't believe it, look at your bulletins. Keep up with your bulletin. Look on the back. It'll show you we're not always meeting our budget. Why? Because people have quit tithing. You say, well, I just can't afford to tithe. Let me tell you something I can't afford not to. God has blessed, and I need to give back that which belongs to him. Some have quit singing. Well, some of you never even started singing. Man, I don't like what they're singing. I don't like the music. I'm just not going to pick up a book. You know, it'd be bad to have a stroke because of your and my wanting to quit going to church, coming to church, tithing, singing, working for the Lord. Why do you want to quit? You don't even need to slow up. We need to get, our, get ourselves in gear and let the clutch all the way out, lest it begin to slip and burn up, and there we sit on the side of the road somewhere, whining and weary and waiting on somebody to come and say, we miss you at church, won't you please come back? Well, I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to pump me up. You don't have to send me a card. You don't even have to call me. I'm in it for God. I'm in it for the duration. I'm in it for as long as he wants me to be in it. Somebody said he had, his, had, his, had surgery in his mouth. So, well, maybe they sewed it up. I can't talk out of side. Most folks talk with the hands, you know. You just can't do a thing without the hands, you know. It's amazing to me we're on the cell phone. You ever watch somebody on the cell phone? The person on the other end can't see you, okay? 
But you're saying, you know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> Give it to me, I'll take it. They done reached out three times with a hamburger in hand. You know what I mean? God knows where you are. He knows where the strength lies. It's in Him. He's waiting on us to pick it. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You don't have to turn, but this portion of God's Word goes with uh, Isaiah 40, 31. Hebrews 12, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, everything that hinders us, and the sin which does so easily trip us up and beset us and hinder us and cause our clutch to go to slip and the gears go to grinding. He said, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I can't run your race. You can't run mine. But we got to run our own race. Why? Because verse 2 says, look it unto Jesus. Why? Because he's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. Listen, I started well. I gave up. I surrendered to God to use me. And I want to finish well. I don't want it to be classified as he just quit and walked out. I want to finish well if I don't do, if I don't do anything else. He's the author and finisher. Who? Listen to this. Who for the joy? that was set before him, joy, endured the cross, joy of going to die, joy of going to be killed for you and for me, despising the shame. It was a shame, the Bible says, for a man to hang on a tree. And it's set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's where he is right now. He's there because he's your and my lawyer. He's there. He's our go-between. He's our bridge. He speaks to God the Father for you and for me. And I say hallelujah. We consider him that endued such contradiction of sinners against himself. Let you be weary and faint in your minds. The devil would have us faint in our minds so we can't think. Where is your mind? Let me tell you something. I don't know anything about this, okay? But I understand that just with the flick of your little mouse or your button, you can pull up anything you want to. I hope you're not running your little mouse and flicking your little button on things that would cause you to go down defeated I beg you wait on the Lord take courage church we're not finished God's not through with us we're to be about his business everywhere any time of the day night we're to be about his business of letting others we sing see Jesus in you if you're lost, I beg you today to be saved. If you're already saved and maybe you're not where God wants you, I beg you, come to the altar. Talk to God about it. You don't have to tell me anything, but bring it to the altar. 
There's something about all the way from Genesis to Revelation. It talks about an altar, bringing things to the altar. Bring yourself down here and cast it all on God. Why? The Bible says He careth for you. That's why He cares for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, only you can fix this mess. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd speak to our hearts. God, without you, I'm nothing. I know that. But with you, I can do all things. Thank you for your strength. Lord, I pray for our people, those that are under the sound of my voice today. God, I pray that you'd speak to their hearts. I pray that you would just touch their soul in a fresh and a mighty way. Help us to be faithful to you, God. Without you, we can't make it. And I pray that you'd help us to be faithful to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.